Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning from Upasana. It's a little cold here today. Before we begin today, just let's take a moment to arrive, no matter where you are. Just straighten your spine. Open your shoulders. Close your eyes. Lighten your mind. Invite that peace, calming, cooling sensation in your eyes. Relax your facial muscles, neck, shoulders, spine. Softening the belly, get grounded, grounded. Connect with that gentle rise and fall happening at the belly with each breath. Nothing more, just gentle rise and fall happening at the belly. For a moment, suspend the breath wherever it is, just pause it. Bringing your attention to the heart. Imagine the ripples rising from your heart, spreading all over your being. And before you stress out, release the breath. Again, we pause it for a moment and hold our attention in the center of the forehead. Your eyes are absolutely still. Mind is resting in the center of the forehead.
and release the breath before stress begins to appear. We bow to that light in our heart and we bow to that light in the center of our forehead. Gently open your eyes and thank you for your presence. It's beautiful to greet you every Sunday. I'm eternally grateful to the Divine Mother in the form of technology that she enables us to be with each other virtually. When I asked you to take your attention to the third eye, it reminded me of these children's visit. During the meditation, after the meditation, one of the students, she walked over to me very clearly, determined, stood there and said, Babaji, can I have a moment with you? I said, sure, come sit down. She said, nothing makes sense to me in this world. I just want to open my third eye. Could you help me? And she was so determined and very clear and focused. And nothing makes sense to me in this world. Here is a 12 year old. The inquiry was so innocent and so clear. There was no baggage of all the, I have done this practice and I have done this practice and I have gone to this guru and I have gone to that seminar. Nothing, she said, nothing makes sense to me in this world. I just want to open my third eye. I was really touched. And to have this kind of inquiry in a young person. If you ever read a book called Yoga Vishist, in that book, Rama, Ram, goes to his guru, and he was around the same age or maybe a little older, exactly the same expression he had that this world doesn't make any sense to me. Everything is constantly changing. He wants to know the truth. Fortunately, at that time, he was in presence of such a great being and the culture in a culture that supported this inquiry. There was a support system for this, for this little girl. I don't think there will be a support system to, to support this inquiry. Our society has its own 
ideas about what life should be like. Anyway, I just sat with and talked with her and gave her a little, little this experience of stilling the mind. And the little exercise that you have already, I have shared it with you. Just sitting there quietly, closing your eyes. Thinking of your eyes being still and letting your mind rest in the center of the forehead. Imagining the triangle, letting your mind rest on the top of the triangle. And I gave her this little exercise and sat there and watched her. I could see the expressions on her face and the stillness that I felt jealous. After a minute or two, she opened her eyes and she said, wow. This wow, I just hope it stays with her. She will go through life, but little seed that was planted, at least she got a taste of something and it will be there with her. This is why I really like to work with children that just plant a seed in their mind, give them a little experience of something and it will be there with them. Here we are, we have gone through life and last week we were talking about just a basically little touch a little bit on the four ashrams of life. Each one of us has had those that moment. We ask, what is the purpose of this life? Why was I born? What should I be doing? This question is always there with us. What should I be doing? And our rishis have given a very clear prescription. What should you be doing? Our life is divided into four ashrams. Given the life is of 100 years, imagine. Four ashrams of life. The first 25 years is called Brahmacharya. Learning. Learning about the divine. And also learning about how to be in this world. It's the, the first 25 years of life are totally dedicated to acquiring knowledge. After year 25, 25 to 50, the second one, ashram of life is called Grihast. 
householder life. Your body is in its prime. You have acquired the knowledge. This is time to engage in the world as a productive member of the society. Raise a family, raise children, go for your name, fame, fortune, make your mark, acquire, provide not only for yourself, but for those who are dependent on you. Everybody depends on the householder for providing. Be it a school or a library or a church or an ashram or whoever, everybody sends hello. Please help us, please support us. In addition to their family members and relatives. You are in the prime of your life. You are equipped with knowledge to engage. Fifty to seventy-five, third ashram of life. Banaprast, ban forest, trust towards, move towards the forest. After 50 to 75, up until now, you had been looking in this way, looking towards acquiring and producing and being engaged. Now you turn this way towards the forest. You're still in the world, but you are facing towards the forest. Little detachment. Things, you see, these are the four ashrams of life and then there are four dharmas, they're called. Four purusharthas. Purusharth, purusharth, the essence of being human being, making effort. So those four purusharthas keep changing in different ashrams of life. One is a little more in one, becomes a little less in the other. It goes on that way. So in Banaprast, in the third ashram of life, you begin to put a little more attention towards what really nurtures your soul. When you were in the householder's life, you had so many responsibilities that you put those things on the back burner. But in Banaprast, it's the time to nourish your soul. Doing things that really enhances the quality of your personal life, your spiritual life. With little detachment. And many of us are in this third ashram of life, as I see, and I'll come back to it. After 75, 200, that 
ashram is sannyas, renunciation. In olden days, people will renounce, they will give their kingdom to their children and go in the forest to meditate and be one-pointedly focused on God. In this day and age, how do we renounce the world? Renunciation means living with this mindset that the world cannot give me anything. No expectation from anyone. That's renouncing the world. It is because of our expectations we get trapped. And then we have resentments and we have whatever you call it. So sannyas means living in the world but with a sense of detachment, complete detachment. Once you are detached, then your mind can't be focused on your spiritual work. Now look at this. It's given in 25, 25, 25, 25. And what is the journey of our body? From the moment we were born to 25, We are learning, we are acquiring all the senses that are really active. The child, look at the child, takes, touches, puts everything in the mouth. He's learning about the world. Twenty-five to fifty, our body is in its prime energy. All the strength, everything we need is there. After fifty, it gets begins to decline a little bit. No matter how hard we try the energy level becomes less. So we begin to detach. After 75, body becomes a little more still, all the senses begin to become a little dull. And the senses that have been our friend for all these begin to leave. That we have relied on for so long to enjoy, to now what? If we haven't done any work towards how to be by ourselves without anything else from outside, the fourth ashram of life can be very unhappy. Learning, practicing, thinking, how to be just by yourself, not with your cell phone, not with your TV, and computer, internet, information. We rely so much on the information from outside to stay engaged. 
we never find time to engage with ourselves. Just even imagine a couple of days, you without your phone, without the internet, without a book, what are you going to do? That is sannyas, not meaning anything. Can I be happy just by myself? Can I be happy just sitting under a tree? Then your mind will say, well, then you need a tree. Not really. There is not a tree you sit on a rock. If there is no rock, to sit on the ground. Lie down. Anyway, so these uh, four ashrams of life, that's the journey of the body. Then we have four purusharthas. Dharma, Arth, Kam, Moksh. It is said to fulfill the four purusharthas gives meaning to this life. Now, dharma. Dharma, very loosely translated, my responsibilities, right thing to do, any given situation requires certain kind of dharma. My obligation, my social obligation. My personal obligation to myself and the social obligations. That's called dharma. Earth, right livelihood, how to provide. So my fulfilling my social, personal obligations and providing for myself, that's earth, calm, passion. Engaging in the world with passion. Doing whatever I do, I do it with my full presence. And fourth is moksha, liberation. Liberation, freedom from it all. Dharma, earth, kama, moksha. So in the first three ashrams of life, we do, we learn, we engage in the society, we engage in the world with passion, but in the fourth one, we become one focused towards liberation, to unite with our divinity. Now, people have done very well, whatever they have been able to do up to first and second ashram of life. In the third ashram of life, when it's time to detach, if you are not aware, you are still looking at your identity, meaning of the life, through things that were supposed to be in the second ashram of life. People 
have been have retired. They still want to make a little more money through consultancy or through doing this and doing that. They still are looking for meaning in life by being productive. How about exploring within? Finding some other aspects of life. It's there waiting for us to explore. Even I have seen people in the fourth ashram of life. They're still looking for a partner. They're, they're, um, life doesn't make any sense unless there is somebody. They're still looking for meaningful engagement in the world through, to be of service. Actually, when you are in the fourth ashram of life, nothing is expected of you. Nothing. Only one thing, that no matter where you are, you exude stillness, contentment, pure love. Just your being in that state, just your presence in that state of being is a great contribution to the society. You don't have to go and work in Mother Teresa's soup kitchen. You don't have to be an elder mentor somewhere. Nothing. Just being fully content with yourself, no matter where you are. Anybody walks up to you, you greet them with a smile. If you're not content with yourself, you can become very bitter because the, all the things that used to give joy, now they're leaving. So there's a bitterness and that bitterness can um, come out. So in the fourth ashram of life, the dharma is to just be fully content by yourself, no matter where you are. I remember uh, in our family, people who were in that state, they would just sit in the house somewhere and with their mala, they'll sit around. That's all they're doing, sitting with a mala, sitting in a corner, do round. I remember uh, somebody was doing ram, ram, ram on the roof and the grain was spread and the monkey came to steal the grain. They said, hey, <laughs> Ram, Ram, hey, chase the monkey. So one little kid came and said, no, no, you just do Ram, Ram. Let me take care of the monkey. So that society supports that. And everybody knows that now they're the elders and that's their job just to do Ram, Ram, sit there and be peaceful. So these four ashrams of life and four purusharthas, you have it learned, you have had the wisdom to exist in the world, function in the world. You have engaged in the world with all your knowledge. And now is the time to look, how am I looking at myself? 
depending on which ashram of life you are in. And these 25, 50, 75, 100, this was, these are just numbers. They were in a very traditional time in society. Now we are living in a little different society and we can look at our own, we can adjust the numbers a little up and down, but not too much. Don't say I will enter Sanyas when I'm 99. Give yourself a little few years to enjoy the Sanyas. Sanyas is not a punishment. It's something to celebrate. Each ashram of life give us a excuse or purpose to celebrate. Celebrate. If we have not truly understood the is how the Rishis gave us this setup. We may still just keep finding the meaning to our life in the first or second, whatever we used to do in the first or second stages. Look for the meaning in which stage of life you are in. If you are in the second stage of life, don't say, oh, Babaji, I have no time to meditate. And I really feel guilty. Yes, Baba used to say for a householder, even a moment of pure contemplation is much better than a, a renunciate sitting doing Ram, Ram, Ram all, all day long. You have so many demands on you. But a little time that you are able to carve out and sit and do that is praiseworthy. In the third stage of life, maybe that could go a little bit more and some other could become a little less. We have been working for 25 years. Now it's time to do things that nourish your soul. So work less, play more. or be of service. The third ashram of life is also about engaging in the world with more to be of service to others. While you are in the second one, it's okay to have a little more time for yourself and work harder. And you may not have enough time to engage fully in service and to do lots of meditation. And the third one, meditate more, be of service a little bit more, do things that nourish your soul. You may have wanted to do, to paint or to play music or that you never did because you had to work very hard. Well, this is time to pick those up. Gardening, walking, But if you keep looking at, oh, I used to do those things, now I cannot, now I'm miserable, 
that will only keep taking you towards unhappiness. So honoring, respecting which ashram of life I am in and how my thinking is aligned with that can give us little freedom. Anyway, I just wanted to touch on these four ashrams of life today. So some of you have heard me speak on this before. Some may have not, so at least I just wanted to share that with you. I will be here and please check in with each other in your chat rooms and 